is All right, all right, it's Super Bowl week. Saturday with the Fan Factor 5 crew. Now today, we're gonna break down what to expect from tomorrow. Now you got the Chiefs, or do you got the Bucks? Well, I'll tell you what, here's a stat to kick us off. It's the first time a team is playing at home in the Super Bowl, and they are the home team. That's right, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And today, I got my fellows with me, joining me out here, Mike, what's going on? Oh, man, Tony, it's all love, man. I'm ready for tomorrow. It's the pinnacle of the NFL season. It's what I've been waiting for, the Super Bowl, commercials, the game, the game performing. I don't know, the weekend performing. I don't know who's all performing, but I'm all for it. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to talk about it. And you know how the Fan Factor 5 goes. Cy, Tony, and I, we giving you a sports game for free. You better get you some. Well, I'm excited, too, after that little rant you got there. Well, your <laughs> Raven, reverend brother is with us as well. Sai, how you living? Oh, man, what's up, fellas? How y'all doing? Hope y'all having a blessed day to the listeners. Well wishes and blessings. Hope everyone's having a fan-factive, fantastic, fan-stacular Super Bowl weekend. Let's get it, man. I'm ready, man. I'm ready to dive into this, man. I'm just uh, happy to be on with my two kings. Yes, well, sir. Know, me too, man. And and you know what? To kind of get back to uh, one of the teams playing in the Super Bowl, we both kind of have ties to this team. As a 49er fan, we just lost to this team last year um, in heartbreaking fashion. But, you know, kind of breaking down what that looked like and how they overcame that. I think we're going to talk a little bit of how Kansas City might have the edge. And also, my two guys over here, you guys watch the Raiders. That's your team. And you get an opportunity to square off against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes two times a year. So there's nobody else, I think, is well-suited to talk about how Kansas City is going to be able to, to win this matchup or how they might give it up to Tampa Bay than you guys here. But let's start off with this topic right here. Man, we got a lot we want to talk about, but let's start with this piece right here. Who do you like in this game? Let's talk about why. Give an argument for one or the other, but who do you like in this game, flat out? Mike, I'm going to kick this off to you just because, you know, I got, I'm feeling this energy right now. You're ready to go. Always, man. I, it's been difficult. It, thinking about this and the decision and who I think can win this game, uh, it's throwing me through the loops, through the ringer. But I'm going to tell you right now, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning this. Ooh. And not decisively, it will be a slobber knocker. It will go back and forth. But I can see Tampa Bay kind of jumping on Kansas City early. Kansas City coming back maybe in the second half, making this very presentable, making it almost a game for the ages where they almost take it. But ultimately, I see Tampa Bay taking this. And this is how. I believe, just like you stated, me and Cy, we're big-time Raider fans. And we've seen, actually, the Raiders give the Chiefs this year one of their two losses on the season. 
through the playoffs or a regular season. They were able to beat them in Kansas City. What they did, they took the game plan that the Patriots the week before gave them. And what is that game plan? The game plan is to keep Patrick Mahomes, St. Patty, in the pocket. If you get him and you rush him and you pressure him and he gets out of that pocket, he's deadly. He's almost unstoppable, a superhero, Avenger-like. You know what I mean? Like, you can't stop this guy once he gets out the pocket. He's deadly accurate outside of the pocket. He's got one of the best QBRs under the blitz. And when he gets out of the pocket, whether he runs or he throws, he's deadly accurate. He gets the ball to the people that need to get it, and they usually score and do the big things. So I say they have to keep him in the pocket. And how does that happen? That happens through pressure. Not blitzing, but pressure. There's two different things with that, okay? He's the best against this. You can't stop him. I mean, I've seen, you know, five rushers, six rushers. He's able to get out of the pocket. He's able to throw to the right person. And with those speakers like Hartman and Hill and the best person that they have on their team, the person he looks for all the time, Travis Kelsey, he's going to get it to him if you blitz him. But if you only rush four and if you have the team that can only rush four and get pressure on him, he's a person that will make mistakes. He will look like that person coming out of college where they didn't know how good his accuracy was. You know, when you look at the game with the Raiders, when they played, they didn't blitz him much. They, they only rushed four, and sometimes they would only rush three where it would look like they rushed four, and the fourth rusher would actually kind of lay off and begin to get into uh, somewhat of a zone where he would be kind of like spying Patrick Mahomes. And once Patrick Mahomes would try to get out of the pocket, then that fourth spy would come after him. And they were very successful with doing that, even though the Chiefs scored 32 points in the first game, but we scored 40. The second game, there was no Clee Farrell. And if you noticed, Clee Farrell was a big reason why Patrick Mahomes couldn't get out of that pocket because he was all over him. You know what I mean? Like he was pressuring him. He was getting to him. There was actually two plays where he should have gotten sacks in the game where they didn't because Patrick Mahomes was able to get right back to the line of scrimmage but he didn't get any yards. So I thought that that was a sack when you just got back to the line of scrimmage. But they didn't give it to Cleef Farrell. Oh, well. The second game, Cleef Farrell didn't play, and Mahomes was able to pick and pull a really shoddy defense in the Raiders. Now we got to talk about the Tampa Bay defense. They have one of the best defenses right now. They got the number one rush defense. What you need to do, you got to dare Kansas City to run the ball. And I think they're going to be able to do that. I think Shaq Barrett and, and JPP, are two of the best rushers right now. They're, I believe, uh, one and two against pass win rates or pass rushing win, win rates right now, and collectively in the playoffs, second and fourth. So they're able to get pressure without blitzing. I believe if they have Devin White or Levante David, which I believe are two of the scariest linebackers in the league as far as rushing and passing and as far as, like, rushing the ball and running and, and running down and the running backs, if they're able to have those spy Mahomes and keep him in that pocket, keep him from scrambling out, they got action with turnovers. I believe Devin Smith probably will get the first turnover and the first scored points of the game. And then that will kind of dictate how the game will go. Give me the bucks all the way in this one. And it's going to be because of the defense. I know Kansas City is great with that offense. They're almost unstoppable with that offense. But I've seen in the Super Bowl teams like the 18-0 Patriots come in against a good defense and a defense prevail or the uh what were they called the L uh, the uh the st louis rams you know the best show on turf 
come up against a, a good defensive team in the Patriots and the Patriots be able to stop them when they didn't look like no one can stop the Rams. You know, when you look at older teams, like when the Raiders played against the Redskins and the, and the Eagles, when they were high flying offenses and the Raiders were, uh, you know, wild card teams and didn't look like they were going to be able to prevail. Their defense did prevail. So funny things can happen in the Super Bowl. I'm looking and praying for something funny to happen because like I said, it's going to be hard to stop Mahomes in that offense. Um, look for him to score over 30 points. But I definitely believe that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with their defense will be able to contain Patrick Mahomes, take that playbook that the Raiders gave him early in the season, that the 49ers gave him last year in the Super Bowl with Nick Bosa and DeForest Buckner being able to get that pressure on Patrick Mahomes at certain times to really fluster him and make him you know, make bad decisions. Probably his worst played game ever was in last year's Super Bowl, even though they still won by 11. But he had a really bad game in some of those um, junctions and, and, and points. I think the Tampa Bay Bucks will look at that. Todd Bowles will look at that. He loves to blitz, but he didn't blitz a lot against uh, Tampa Bay, you know, in the first particular game. Only 17% of the time did he blitz against Patrick Mahomes, you know, and there were certain times that it worked for him. He needs to blitz 0% of the times, only bring three or four, do not blitz, have somebody spying him, keep him in that pocket. The Bucks, if they use those, those keys, they'll be victorious, and I think that's how it's going to go. And Mike broke down the whole scenario. That was an essay. He got it ready to go. <laughs> He's got the Bucks winning this. Well, you know what? I've, I, I could see your scenario of how that whole thing could shake out and break down. Um, but I'm going to point to a few key stats here and why I actually think the Chiefs are going to come out on top. Uh, personally, because I, I saw Patrick Mahomes sort of pull this one and eke it out last year. But I think the main reason, and I'm going to keep this short and simple, it's Andy Reid coming off a of bye week. You know, we know how he comes off a of bye week during the regular season already. He's 20-3, and three, but in the playoffs, he's 7-2. and two. And the way... And, Cy, you could speak to this a little bit more because we talked about this a little off-ear, off, off the pod, about how this one man, and I'm going to let Cy talk about him later, this defensive coordinator who is the main key and the main cog in how he flusters offenses. And I think that happens as, as the game progresses on. But um, I, like, I just like Kansas City overall. I think it's going to be tough to get Patrick Mahomes contained. And, yeah, Mike, you, you did mention a little bit about, you know, keep him in the pocket. The man is still deadly in the pocket. And I think he has fun in the pocket. He has fun, a little quick three-step drop. You know what? I'm going to just kick this off right here to Kelsey, get a couple 10 yards right here. I'm going I'm to just drop back. Maybe I might get a five-step drop this time. Get it out in the flat to Miko Hardman. I got Tyreek Hill here. I'm going to start deacon and dumping, and I'm going to frustrate you guys to start the game. And you know what? Once I start frustrating you guys, I'm going to dare you guys to blitz me. And now when you get me out of the pocket, Patrick Mahomes, now I'm having fun. Now I could play like I'm back in the schoolyard. I'm going to go here and improvise. And you know what? I'm going to do this little no look, 50 yards, just a little flick down to Travis Kelsey because he pretended to block. And hey, I'm just going all the way for a touchdown here. So I, I like Andy Reid in this situation and him with the shiningest toy in the game, I like the Kansas City Chiefs. Cy, what do you think? Oh, man. I can see both scenarios, but the one that I, I, I really think the Chiefs can blow this team out. I really think. I really, 
I can see that happening just because the respect factor that both Andy Reid and Mahomes have for Brady. Now, usually if you guys notice with Kansas City, they wake up and then go on the run on you. So in the your, your, your best chances is early to jump on them. So they kind of be in the days, you know what I mean? That, that, that's how confident they are in their office and in their, in their personnel and scheme is that they wait to get punched in the mouth till they turn it on. That's what's been going on since Patrick Mahomes started, took over for Alex Smith. I think this game in the Super Bowl, that's not what's going to happen. I think the ultimate respect that they have for Tom Brady, which I will get into a little bit in a minute, they're just going to come from the jump and go. And, and like you said, Tony, Andy Reid coming off a bye. You know, I, I forgot the stat. I was going to write it down, but we talked about it yesterday, was since Mahomes started in the playoff with Andy Reid, how many, how, look, look how they covered, right? They, there were only one loss. One loss was to in the NFC championship game to, to Tom Brady, New England in overtime. So, again, that game could have went that way or they could have been undefeated. I just see the personnel matching up. I always look at bread and butter, right? With both teams, bread and butter, and when they match each other, who has the advantage? So, no matter what bread and butter the Buccaneers have, it's not as good as the offensive bread and butter of the Chiefs. I just don't see that defense lining up with this offense. And again, the best linebacker duel in the league, hands down. That's what the Buccaneers have. But again, Tony, you asked us as Raider fans, we played Chiefs twice a year. We know a little something about them. But this year, we also played Tampa Bay. So we know a little something about them too. And I'm going to tell you, before, before that weekend when we did the show and I was telling you what was the key things that I was looking at was getting having my Raiders offense making those good linebackers cover. And what happened in that first half? We were up. Why? Because we made those two linebackers cover in space. And if you remember in the first game against the Bucks and Chiefs, it was over Tyreek Hill kept he he only had one long pass but he was taking a lot of the catches behind these two linebackers and turning it upfield and a lot of plays was happening right behind the, the the linebackers and i just see between kelsey hartman even the running back with the, a lot of the wheel whites the real uh routes that they like to do they're gonna put pressure on the best part of the defense for tampa bay and I just see it It can go a blowout. This offense is ready to go. They're clicking at the same time. And I'm going to give a little shout-out to the GOAT, man. If he wins this, I'll, I'll tell him he's he, he's up again. He, I'll put him over Montana. But one thing I'm going to say, what makes Tom great, what makes Tom Brady great, father time can't take. And that's the mind. You know what I mean? Usually everything that he was getting knocked and made him a six-round pick, a hundred and something, a six-round, a hundred and something-round pick, is actually what's keeping him in the league as long as he is. You know what I mean? He's not athletic. He slides his feet in the pocket, and he's smart. That's why he can keep winning. But, again, Coach Spaz that you spoke about, Tony, he beat them when they were undefeated is another reason why. He's, this is his third Super Bowl. 
that he's going for. And the way he has this defense, didn't we didn't hear nothing about this defense and him against your Niners last year? Same thing this year. We're not hearing nothing about him, but they will he will have his impact on the game. He will have his fingerprints on the game. I see a blowout Chiefs. Okay. So we got we got a few different scenarios. You know what? I hate to be the guy to be split in the middle, but I kind of feel the same about both reasons of one can happen for the other. But let's play let's play these scenarios a little bit. All right. At the end of this game, Tom Brady is hoisting another Super Bowl trophy with another ring. Mike, I want you to kick off how this is going to happen. And if this scenario ends up being true, how is Tampa Bay going to win it? Where are they going to attack Kansas City? And what kind of what kind of weakness? And maybe maybe it's the offense that goes out there and dominates, or maybe it's Tampa's defense. But what do you see that needs to happen in this particular game for Tom Brady to be hoisting another Super Bowl trophy? Yeah, it's going to have to be all 53, really, to tell you the truth. It it just can't be Tom Brady on this one uh, that's going to be able to wheel the team over the finish line to beat the great Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. It's going to be a full team effort, offense, defense, special teams. Yes, special teams, too. With Mickens out there, you know, if he's able to, to get like how he was in Green Bay, where he's getting big chunks of yards on kickoffs and punts, you know, and they start on the 40 or 50-yard line, you know, it's easy scoring for, for Tampa Bay. It really kind of folds down to me even differently from, from Tom, you know, him being the person that, that can hoist it or, or bring the team over or put the team over his back. You know, it's more of that they're going to put him on their back, whether it be the running game. Like, I believe Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette will be key X factors in this game as far as running the ball, running it consistently, running it effectively to where they keep them out of, you know, third down and nines, third down and eights. Because we know that, like Cyber stating, Steve Spagnolia and, and Spagnols with, with the defense – he can be blitz happy, and he can be very effective blitzing. And Tom Brady has not looked good against the blitz. Actually, his completion percentage has dropped in the playoffs to 43% under pressure. So he's a guy that right now, you know, in his elder age, that once he gets blitzed, he's just throwing the ball up there for anybody, almost like three flies up for anybody to get. He almost let the Packers come back into the game uh, with all those interceptions he kept throwing last week. Spagnolia knows how to, to – to get Tom frustrated, to get him with happy feet. Uh, he's right now, as a defensive coordinator against Tom Brady, two and three, where Brady has gone for four touchdowns and three interceptions. He has not looked good against the Spagnolian defense, you know. So Tom Brady will have to lead on the run, lean on the running game. Ronald Jones, Rojo, and Leonard Fournette will be key. They will have to be key to roll and mow down, you know, the defenders of KC to where they keep them in short, you know, spans second and five, second and three, third and one, where then they go for the big play. Because guess what? Tampa Bay likes to go for the big play too, just like Kansas City does. They like to get the, their big receivers out on those cornerbacks. And ten, Kansas City's defense can be had if you're able to run effectively on them. As once again, we've seen in the Super Bowl uh, last year with the 49ers. Had the 49ers stuck with the run, you know, they easily probably would have beat the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs is actually happy that they stopped running 
because then that puts Steve uh, Spagnolia able to blitz and have the quarterback having happy feet. So Tampa Bay's keys to victory, how, how Tam, Tom will hold the trophy, they have to dare Kansas City to run the ball. They have to keep Mahomes in the pocket, you know, defensively and then offensively. They have to run the ball. They have to make sure Mahomes doesn't have so many, uh, you know, drives to where he can put up points. They're going to have, you know, big games from Leonard Fournette and Rojo, you know, and Tom Brady has to be good and cool under the pocket. The thing is, is he's done it before. So he's been in the Super Bowl before. This won't rattle him. And, and, and the defense won't rattle him. He just has to stop throwing it up to the defense. But how they do that is they run the ball. So I see it a total team effort. I see the defense shutting down Kansas City by making them dare them to run the ball, putting eight, you know, out in coverage, only rushing three or four, putting eight in coverage, making K, uh, Mahomes, you know, stay in the pocket, and then having Tampa Bay and Tom hand off that ball consistently, and hopefully though, Fournette or Rojo has about 150 yards. They have about 150 yards rushing. I see Tampa Bay taking this one. Well, you know what? I, I tend to agree with a lot of what you said, but I think the key to Tampa hoisting this trophy is I think it's field position. And if Tom Brady's able to start every single drive with amazing field position, I think – I think this is their best opportunity. And field position is going to allow them to run the football a lot more. You know, when you have a shorter field to march down and at least get a score every single time, special teams is going to be huge. And people just don't you, – you underestimate the power of special teams. That's 33% of your team. Whether it's a, whether it's a, a punt play or whether it's a field goal and there's, there's a kickoff that happens all the time, a couple big play swings this game. And I think that could be the ultimate way Tom Brady gets, gets to hoist another Lombardi trophy. Um, and, and to get back to Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette, this two-headed monster is going to be huge. Being able to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, because you know what? This defense, the longer they're going to be out on the field, they're going to be more at risk of Patty Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and the rest of the crew just burning them time after time after time. Because they could deacon dunk you, they could beat you downfield, and they can run the ball every now and then, too. So I think that's going to be, to be the key to the game. And as long as special team comes out and gives them a couple big booms, like, I'm going to get you set up, Tom, that's how they're going to be able to hoist that Lombardi trophy up again. Cy, what do you think? I say this. Um, if he's holding up that Lombardi trophy, then they did exactly what they've been doing in this playoff, which is defense – are not, is not breaking their bending. If you notice against Washington, especially the Saints and Green Bay, their defense was getting ran up and down the field, but they held strong in the red zone. So if they do that to Kansas City and they're giving up threes and not sevens, and like you said, Tony, getting these timely turnovers, which gets Tom Brady the ball right back, because that happened – two straight games this year in the playoffs where Tampa Bay and Brady scored. The defense got the ball right back short field and they scored again. And, and that's the way I see them winning. And again, Tom Brady, he's going to beat you before the snap. That's how I see it. That's what he's been doing all his, his career. And that's what he's been doing this year. His pre read snaps, 
is how they're going to succeed in the defense, not breaking, but bending. I just see that's the only way they have a chance. That's been their recipe this year in the playoffs, which got them to this point. But I'm going to say this at the same time. Tom Brady, first half versus Tom Brady, second half is night and day, both against the Saints and the Packers. First half, he's on, he's money, he, he, he's, he's doing what he's supposed to do. Second half, he's throwing a lot of balls. He will throw the ball at the Chiefs. Now, if they're going to catch it for an interception, that's on them. But he will give the team a chance to get the possession right back to Mahomes. And if they run the ball, like you two said, and keep Mahomes on the sideline and put more pressure that's just have better chances of them winning. But the three key scenarios for me is getting the Mahomes, the turnover game, and their defense bending, not breaking. And if Brady has a clean game, they win a close game. I don't see them blowing out Tampa Bay. I see them win. I could see them winning a close game if they win. Those are the three keys for me. And I'm going to say this the real matchup is Andy Reid versus Todd Bowles. That's the matchup that I'm looking for. I like it. I like it. You know, a lot of people would pin coach on coach, but coach and defensive coordinator, because people don't realize Todd Bowles was a head coach, and he's a, he's a great offense. He's a great defense of mine, and I think that will be the key to the matchup. And like you both said, I, I see both scenarios, but let's flip it to the other side. All right. You know, it's pain. It pains me to say as a Niner fan, because I saw Patrick Mahomes hoist up that first Lombardi trophy last year. All right. And if Patrick Mahomes is hoisting up that Lombardi trophy again for the second time in a row within the last two seasons, how's KC going to do this? How's Andy Reid going to dial this up? And how's Steve Spagnuolo going to dial this up? I'm going to, you know, I'm going to let's throw this back to you, Cy. Kick us off. How is KC... No. Hoisting that trophy up. Matchup, the matchups. You know, Andy Reid is, is known for that. He, he's going to pinpoint the matchup. These, this last two weeks, he already has two or three um, defensive players that he's going to attack. That's what they always do. They find the matchup, and they're going to go and wait for you to make adjustments. It's the same thing they do in their plan. I have not – I'm going to say this as the Raider fan. Again, this is back-to-back -back Super Bowls that I can care less. I'm going to be honest. I don't care who wins. I can't stand Tom Brady. I cannot stand the ponies. You know what I mean? Not even the ponies, the little Indians. See, I, I, I'm already in my, in my NFC mode. You know what I mean? I can't stand none of them in my division, right? So for me, this is another Super Bowl that I could just watch as more of tactic-wise, see what, see what the, the X, and o, X and O's come out, right? And I think – Andy Reid being the best at finding your weakness and exploiting it. And what they have is speed. And that's one thing you cannot get. You can't get that in two weeks time off. You can't match their speed. Yes, they played them earlier. And we saw what happened in the first quarter, 200 and something yards by one man. Knowing that they're going to be so terrified of Hill, T Hill, that I see. Hartman having a big, big game in the jet sweeps, in the handoffs, and especially, like you said, the 33% 30, of your team, right, Tony, is special teams. And who's back there? 
kickoffs and punts. And 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 last week, he, the two weeks ago against the uh, Buffalo Bills, he fumbled, right? So he still got that on his mind. I'm, I see a big game, and I'm not wouldn't be surprised if Hartman somehow gets in this MVP con, uh, discussion for the Super Bowl. I just see them doing what they've been doing all year, which is finding the matchups they like and just drilling you with it, right? And I still, I've not seen any defense in the last five years stop Kelsey, period. You cannot stop Kelsey. Kelsey is going to be running down the middle of the field all day long because the attention will be on Tyreek Hill, and I think everybody's going to get involved. The Pringles, the Robinsons, you know what I mean? We didn't even say Sammy Watkins. You know, Sammy Watkins had a slow playoffs last year and had a, a stellar big game in that Super Bowl. So he can have his fingerprints on this. It's the same recipe for them to succeed, which is a Andy Reid's X's and O's, and that's getting ex executed by Mahomes. And we've seen Mahomes this year do something that I've not seen him do the, 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 the last two years, which is beat you by only taking what you're trying to give them. So if you're going to sit back and like Mike was saying in, in the first segment of having contained rushes, right? Well, he's just going to sit there and dunk you all the way up the field and wait for that one uh-oh and go over your top. So it's the same for me, Mahomes and Andy Reid recipe with the success. Yeah, that's an easy way to dissect, right? The Kansas City Chiefs. They've got so much firepower, and you kind of think they're just going to beat you one way. But they could beat you in a multitude of ways, and that's what's scary about this team. And that's why I tend to agree with you with a lot of what you said And I This is the more likely scenario for me, right? I think Kansas City will be hoisting that trophy because of that, because of the ways they can beat you. Um, because of Kelsey being the dynamic tight end he is. And over here in the Bay Area, we talk a lot about George Kittle. But George Kittle gets a lot of that fire from watching Travis Kelsey. Let's not forget, Travis Kelsey's a Super Bowl champion. Mm -hmm. George Kittle, you're still a step behind. And mm -hmm. I, I personally, and it's tough to say, but I think Travis Kelsey's still the best tight end in the league. Dynamic blocker. Dynamic behind the line of scrimmage off the jet sweep and a hell of a pass catcher, a yak kind of guy. And there's a lot to be, there's a lot to be desired to see from George Kittle and that you got it. You got to follow up a little bit more. And I, I do see this likely scenario of Andy Reed, just confusing them guys and throwing them off base. Si, what you, what else you got for me? You know, when you brought Kelsey up, and now that you're saying this, you, mm -hmm. you know what it is about the top tight ends in the league, right? And what, how he he separates himself. It's actually by like blocking, catching, yak. Nah, you know what it is to me is clutch. For yes. some reason, 100. clutch. He is clutch. Every mm -hmm. I don't care what game it is. Mr. Third Down, Mr. Goal yeah. Line, if they need a play, everybody at home, everybody in the stadium know who it's going to, and he still gets it there. Yeah. He's, I, I don't know what it is. The guy is stupid clutch. And I yeah. think that's the difference between him and, and, and Kittle and even, even uh, Waller is the clutch when his team needs a play, he's always open. 
And you know what? I could kind of even before. Let's go pre Patty Mahomes. Just think of Alex Smith. Third and goal, drops back, doesn't see anything. A quick little four-yard shovel pass with defenders around him. You got linebackers right behind Kelsey, and he falls into the end zone. And it's that type. And it's that type of clutch that wins you games, right? Wins you playoff Mm -hmm. games, but wins you Super Bowls. And Man, it, it's tough to go and against you, this you, And you know what's funny is this streak that he's on, a 1,000 yards in a – how many seasons in a row started with which uh, check down Charlie. Exactly. Well, Mike, what you got? KC is winning the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is hoisting the trophy. How does this scenario break down for you? Well, I'm going to go a different way. You know, I, I really believe – that everybody's kind of focusing on, you know, the offense or lack thereof or both offenses of both teams. I'm going with the defense on who's going to play best defense, you know. And I believe how they host the, the trophy is going to be the matchup of Spagnolia versus Byron Leftwich. you know. Who's going to get the better of each other, you know. Will it be the defense of the Kansas City Chiefs or will it be the offense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? It's going to sound real funny. But I believe that Kansas City has to jump on Tampa Bay early, just like in the first game, you know. They have to get them behind the skis very early off in the game. People don't realize that Tampa Bay is just as good as far as passing offense as the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs come into the game in the regular season being the top uh, offense as far as passing offense. Tampa Bay is the second best passing offense so they're going to pass the ball they're going to go for it on fourth downs you know Bruce Arians does not care he's a gambler you know he's got the heart of a cat burglar so he's going to go for it you know he's going to do everything he can he's going to put the ball in the air like I stated the keys to victory for Tampa Bay would be to run the ball and get run but you know they're going to pass what Kansas City needs to do is they need to stop the run on first and second downs you know, because they will try to run. They're definitely going to try to run on first down. They may even try to run Tampa Bay on second down. They have to be able to stop both downs and stop them effectively to put Tampa Bay in those third and sevens, those third and nines, where Spagnolia loves to bring those blitzes, the five to six guys. And just quite honestly, in his older age now, Tom Brady does not look like he knows what to do when there's blitzes coming. He just really in the last, in the playoffs and in the regular season seems to just throw the ball up or just kind of cuddle up like a turtle and, and take the sack. You know, he's been very like vulnerable to blitzes, pressures, and this, that, and the other. And I believe this will be key. You know, if they're able to blitz him very often, get the ball out of him, make him turn the ball over and they jump on him early. I think with Tampa Bay trying to play from behind, this will not be good. But because Tampa Bay has just as potent of an offense that Kansas City has, I believe that Kansas City has to jump on them and they have to keep scoring on them too. They can't, you know, allow them, Tampa Bay's defense, to let them dink and doink because Kansas City's offense is all predicated on big plays. It seems like every single down they're looking for a play 15-plus yards and above. Like they're going, Patrick Mahomes is going for that 15-yarder, that 20-yarder, that 50-yarder almost on every single down. If they're able to keep them 
and let them dink and doink and even get them to the red zone. Kansas City has had problems this year with scoring touchdowns in the red zone. So that would be the key. So the key for the Kansas City Chiefs is to score early, often, do what they've been doing, put blow the top off, you know, uh, hope that they're not able to get to Patrick Mahomes. They're able to stop the run on defense. And I, if I believe, you know, like I stated, that on defense, if the defense shows up and they're able to blitz and they're able to stop Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on first and second down with the run and get him into those thirds and sevens, third and nines, those third and longs, it will be devastating for the Bucs. They'll be playing from behind. They won't be able to catch back up. Kansas City will make it a blowout if it gets that way. But they got to jump on them early, and they got to stop them off. They got to stop the run. And that's how I see it. You know, if defenses come to play, whoever's defense will be the best for me. I know it sounds weird. Whoever's defense will be the best for me uh, will win the game. If Kansas City comes with their best defense and they have the best coordinator to stop uh, Tom Brady offense, they'll be hosting that Lombardi. I like it. And, you know, there's a lot of knowledge there. There's a lot of scenarios that could play out. But I'm, it's going to be a hell of a game. You got Tom versus Patrick Mahomes. But before we end the segment off, I have a little fun with this, right? So we got stats. It's the first time the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being, you know, the home team playing in the Super Bowl in their home stadium. But let's not forget the longevity of Tom Brady, who he's been. I mean, as Raider fans out here in the Bay Area, you probably – one of the big things you remember him is probably that damn tuck rule, right? But it's the, man's, it's the man's 10th Super Bowl, for God's sakes. So, I mean, when you play in the Super Bowl so many times, by default you will lead in a lot of statistics, but 18 touchdown passes. First place for that. 256 completions. First place in that. Six wins. First man to ever do that. But here's probably the most important part because, you know, one of our other partners that, that can't make it um, loves to bet too. So once we get this little bet the bag segment, <laughs> my man Derek Chen out there, this is for you. Because we, we kind of go back and forth with the bets, right? So, and then let, also a shout out to, to Drea. Um, hope you're doing well. We're missing you on the show. And hopefully we'll get this Fan Fact at Five, you know, big group show together. But we, we're breaking it down with uh, three members because we've got so much on our mind that it's hard to contain all five of us. So we're doing them in threes, right? So let's get this one out first. And then we're going to get more out. But we're going to mix it up. We're going to have fun with this. But let's call this a little bet bag segment, right? And these are values. This is probably the most important part because your stimulus checks are coming out. Ooh. Find some ways to make some money. So here's some value for you folks right here. Travis Kelsey for Super Bowl MVP right now is sitting at plus 1,000, which means putting $100 on this wins you $1,000. I see this as a great value because of what Cy and I were just talking about earlier, the little Deacon dunks, giving Travis Kelsey a chance to go out there and get your yak yardage. But just him being clutch, there might be moments in this game where Patrick Mahomes just might need to lean on that one clutch person. And they might be down by four in the fourth quarter on a last-minute drive. And, you know, let's, let's take this back to last season where George Kittle was able to break off that ridiculous, ridiculous run 
against the Saints. I could see something like this happening in this scenario where Travis Kelsey breaks something like this off for the Kansas City Chiefs to get down the field. And then Travis Kelsey getting that touchdown pass. Easy, $100 to win you $1,000 right there. Now, my number two value play. And the highest scoring quarter being the third quarter, which sits at plus 425 right now, which means $100 wins you $425. I easily see the third quarter being the highest scoring because the first round, which I'll take as the first quarter, kind of testing each other out a little bit. We're seeing, we're, we're kind of looking at your coverages. We kind of see how aggressive you're going to be. First quarter is going to be a touch and feel, just like a first round of the boxing match. Uh, which means I could see it kind of being a, a low-scoring quarter. And then the second quarter, where both teams just kind of play clock a little bit. But coming out of the gate out of halftime, that's where I see both coaches making adjustments. And I just see the third quarter as a boom. I just hit you with a touchdown. Boom. I just hit you back with a touchdown. And I see that back and forth. Like, I could see 24 points being scored in that third quarter, to be quite honest. That's where I see value in that. So taking the $100 – to, to be the third quarter to be your highest scoring. Now, I'm not your financial advisor, so don't go out there and bet the bank. But here's another value I see as well. Because I see the first and the second quarter being low scoring quarters, and maybe the third quarter being the only high scoring quarter, now that fourth quarter is going to be where they're tightening up the screws to really lock in on defense. I see this game being well under 56 points, which is a minus 110 which means $110 wins you $100. And I see this as a most likely scenario. I don't see it being a shootout. I see this as a lock them down, play them smart kind of type of game. And it's going to be a under 56. And for you folks that like Kansas City to win this game, if you like Kansas City to win this game, that three and a half points is an easy one for me, if you believe in them. Which means 100, and it's a plus 105, which means $100 wins you $105. If you see Kansas City winning this game, I see them in a blowout. Put the $100 on them to win the 105. But if you like Tampa, if Tampa's going to – I don't like this three and a half points. If, you, if you're picking Tampa in this game, you better just pick them outright to win this game, which means you better take them on the money line, which is a, a plus 145, which means $100 – wins you $145. So if you're going to take Tampa to win this game or even try to cover the spread, just take them to win the game. Take them to win the game and go ahead and make your money. Mike? Tony, that's awesome, man. I mean, what you've laid out, definitely what I see with Travis Kelsey, I mean, he's unstoppable. You know, Terminator 2. You, you, he's going to get you. There's no way. I don't think there has been a, a team that's been able to stop him. So – I believe that's like gold right there as far as seeing him as the MVP because if Kansas City does win the game, nine times out of ten, Travis Kelsey will have a big part to play with it and probably have over 100 yards So I def and probably like two or three touchdowns. So I can see him being the MVP. What do you see, though, Tony, being the, the, the betting guru? What's your thoughts on the betting line when it first came out just being three? I was really kind of perplexed by that, that when it first opened, as far as, you know, the, the betting line being, you know, having Kansas City favored by three right off the bat, I would have thought that they would have been favored by like at least five or six, six thinking that they were 
you know, clearly considered the better team, the number one team coming in, Tampa Bay being a, uh, a wild card team, even though it's in Tampa Bay's backyard, you know, um, it would still seem like Kansas City would have been the overall favorite coming in, but only to be favored by three. What's your take on that? Because that kind of made me, you know, pause and really think about taking Tampa Bay. So I really look at this, I look at that three line more like a six, to be quite honest. And the reason why I, I derived to the six was we are in a COVID year, right? The home team doesn't mean that much this season, but they usually give the home teams a field goal. They'll spot them that field goal. And so taking that into play, it was more like a six point for me and uh, giving that three points to Tampa. So that's why they kind of start the line that way. But I see this more as a touchdown game anyways. I, I, see, I see Kansas City winning – by a lot more than a touchdown. Um, if both teams play how they're supposed to play, Kansas City's winning this by 10, to be quite honest. And, and that's the reason why that line kind of played the way it was, was because, you know, they're spotting Tampa by being the home team, by giving them the three and by giving them that field goal. And so I, for, people that don't, for the people that don't follow the betting, that's usually how it is. They usually give the home team that three points. So – for example, if, you know, if this were a Kansas City home team, I would have easily seen that line start off at a six. So that's kind of how we play it. But, hey, look, get your bets out there. Make sure you all watch the Super Bowl tomorrow. But make sure you're tuning in to the Fan Factor 5 Network because not only do we give you great sports takes, not only do we give you great Super Bowl scenarios, which most of them probably will play out tomorrow, but – we give you an opportunity to bet the bag and increase that bank account. And remember, I am not your financial advisor, nor is Derek Chun, but I can give you this one thing. We will entertain you and we will keep you fit because let's not forget, Drea is our in-house yoga specialist, yoga coach. And so you make sure you go out there and you follow us on Instagram and make sure you get into Spotify, Anchor, Apple Music, wherever you find your podcast needs and wherever you prefer to find them, make sure you tune in. But as always, this podcast don't cost you no money. So Mike? But you know what it does though. And you know what we give you. Sports games for free. You better get you some. Side, tell the people good weekend. Bless and well wishes everyone. You guys have a fam factive day. Always the facts with the facts.